0: (laughs) All right. Let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Parker Kane. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Upbeat. I share a lot of motivational stuff and info on social media, music, and entertainment, but I will also be sharing my personal experiences and interviewing all kinds of other people for their stories and their experiences, finding and pursuing what they really love to do. Let's get into it. This podcast episode is brought to you by Teton Guitars and Chesbro Music out of Idaho Falls, Idaho. And I actually just got a Teton guitar myself. And let me tell you, it is incredible. The build, the quality, the feel, the sound, the tone. It is all there and I'm really impressed. They also have a wide variety of other brands, instruments, accessories, and sheet music. So definitely go check them out. And if you're not from around here, you can still shop at ChesbroRetail.com or TetonGuitars.com. But if you're near me, then go to their Idaho Falls store at 327 West Broadway and mention the code 0430. If you mention 0430, Chesbro Music will give you 10% off your purchase for coming from this podcast. And this offer is good through April 30th. There are some exclusions that may apply, so be sure to ask a sales associate for all the details. Hey guys, this is Upbeat. I'm your host, Parker Kane, and thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I wanted to kick this one off real quick by saying happy birthday to my wonderful grandma, grandma young she had her 80th birthday this weekend and she's just the most loving and amazing woman ever so thank you grandma for being you and for supporting me always i love you she's also an avid listener and loves this podcast a lot she says <laughs> thanks grandma i love you fifteen. <laughs> yes that said episode 15 and no this is not episode 15 But I do have a really cool announcement about episode 15. It's gonna be the 15th episode special, a very special episode where I'm gonna do things differently. I'm not gonna interview someone, I'm gonna have someone interview me. And that idea kind of came from a conversation I had with my friend Hadley. You'll remember him from a few episodes back when I featured him on the Upbeat Voicemail. But we had a really good conversation, and he was like, You know what, Parker? If I didn't already know you and I came to your podcast right now, I'd be like, Who the heck is the host? Who the heck is Parker Kane? And you said in the very first episode of your podcast that you wanted to do a podcast, not only to share stories and some like good business advice and stuff like that, but that you were going to share more of your personal stories and so far i don't really feel like you've done that very much we as listeners want to know more about you and thank you hadley very much for that insight that was really really helpful and honestly it's been on my mind a lot that i wanted to share more stories and that i want to that i've wanted to do something really special for episode 15 and here's why One, it's kind of a landmark, like, wow, okay, 15 episodes, that's crazy how fast this is flying by. But then two, 15 is a really special number to me. 2015 is when my life changed for the better. And I went from a very, very, very depressed state into doing what I love and finding a lot more happiness. And so Hadley and I came up with this idea uh, where it'd be kind of reversed and someone would interview me and ask me all kinds of questions. But that means I need your help you guys, Instagram underscore Parker Kane, Facebook Parker Kane, upbeat phone number 208 557 1089. Message me your questions. I'm going to compile a sheet of questions from you guys. Ask me anything you want to know about me. And I'm saying anything. You can literally ask me any questions that you have, whether that's about me or the questions you think that I'll be able to help with or anything about this podcast, I'm an open book. You can come up with anything and you can ask the questions via any of those platforms I just mentioned. But definitely send in your questions. The whole episode is going to be kind of reliant on that. So so definitely send in your questions. I'm super excited for it. And I just wanted to announce a few weeks ahead of time that that's going to happen. Episode 15 is going to be a little bit different. Someone's going to interview me and I'm going to open up about anything you guys want to know. But anyway, let's get into this interview. It's a really cool in-depth interview with Charity Hatterly. You might remember that name because she was actually in my second episode of this podcast ever. She's one of the people that I ran up to with my lav mic and just started asking questions to really, really quick. So she's been on the podcast before, uh, but this one, that was like 30 seconds. This one is much longer, much more in depth. A little bit more about her. She's a TEDx and professional speaker. She's the executive producer of the event Ignite Your Champion coming up on May 10th and 11th. She transforms culture whether it's culture of the mind or culture of teams and she's a mother of four and has been married for 21 years guys and also with that event coming up the ignite your champion on May 10th and 11th she's being super nice and doing a promo code for upbeat listeners so you can get $20 off of going to that event Uh, which we'll talk more about that event in this podcast. But I wanted to give you a heads up. You can find her event page, Ignite Your Champion, on Facebook, and then you can go to Eventbrite to purchase your tickets to that event. And if you use promo code UPBEAT, you can get $20 off. And Charity just recently did a TEDx talk with Idaho Falls. So, search TEDx Idaho Falls on YouTube or Facebook and put in Charity Hatterly, and you'll be able to find her talk, which was incredible. And then, last thing before we jump into the interview, I did something kind of unique. I had some, I had like 20 minutes before Charity arrived for the interview, and my equipment was set up. So, I kind of, <laughs> I was testing the levels on the mics, and then I just kind of started venting to myself about something I felt really passionate about. But it was kind of cool because what I was venting about was something that you know charity's an expert at and we got talking about a little bit into this episode so you'll see uh, some of it we'll talk a little bit about it further into the episode but the entire event session that I did I recorded it and I put it up on patreon.com parker Kane as bonus content so if you want to see that event session definitely head over there <laughs> but okay no more announcements let's get into it with charity Hatterly you guys this is upbeat and I'm currently here with charity Hatterly thank you charity for being on the show.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Parker.
0: Of course. Now, you and I met at Idaho Rise Con back in November 2018. It's nuts how time flies.
1: It has flown by. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, And you actually, for the listeners, she is in uh, the second episode of my podcast. She's one of the people that I ran up to kind of spontaneously with my lav mic when I was playing with the idea of even doing this podcast So thank you for putting up with me with how (laughs) probably amateur that was.
1: Not at all. I appreciate that. Those who know me know that if there's an idea, you just run for it and figure it out as you go. You know, I heard the phrase recently, build the car as you're driving down the road.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) That
1: may not always work in every case, but for the most part, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we worry too much about getting all set up and ready to go before we even take action. But... The clarity comes once you just move forward Mm -hmm. and do something. So I appreciated that. I liked that you did that. You were like off the cuff. Hey, this is what I want to do.
0: Before I had any of this equipment. Exactly. I loved
1: that. I liked that a lot.
0: Yeah. It It was fun. Well, when you were, I have to say thank you too, because that was when I was really doubting doing this and when I didn't know if I really wanted to or not. But it seemed like that room was filled with so many inspiring people and I was like, I can't not jump on this opportunity to talk to some of them, you know? Um, And then uh, not only what you said about what you're passionate about in that second episode, that two seconds that I talked (laughs) with you, you know, but before and after that, You said some things to me that really motivated me to do this. So (laughs) thanks for pushing me to do it.
1: Of course. I'm so glad you did. I've listened to your (laughs) podcast and I think you're doing such a great job.
0: Thank you so much. So for the listeners, could you just briefly tell them um, who you are, what you do, what you do for work, what you do for fun, whatever.
1: Okay. I'm Charity. I grew up in Utah. I've lived in New Orleans, Louisiana, Nashville, Tennessee, and now I live in Idaho Falls. Um, I'm a mother of four kids. My oldest is in college. Youngest is eight. And let's see, what do I love to do for fun? We just love, we love to play games or just go on adventures, go hiking, go just explore something new, try something new, spend anything to spend time together. What I do is I am a new entrepreneur. What I have done before I branched off into my own business is I've done a lot of, we'll say culture transformation. So whether it's the culture of the mind or the culture of a team, that's what I do. And now I'm just taking it to, uh, to a more broader audience.
0: A cultural transformation executive. <laughs> and I did go to your LinkedIn and I did see that. And I was pretty blown away. I've never seen a job title like that. So <laughs> break that down for us. What, what exactly is that?
1: You know, culture is something that is learned and developed over time. None of us are born with culture, whether it's the way that we interact with people, the social rules and that type of thing, and mindsets. We're all born eager to just jump in, try something, learn to crawl, learn to walk, we fall on our face. And -hmm. what do we do as a kid? You get right back up, right? Yeah. And then over time, layer upon layer, we learn either a culture of doubt or fear, or we look through a lens of judgment and mm-hmm. we feel small or we feel like less others are less impactful or maybe not as important mm-hmm. as they are. And this creates barriers. What I do is just really, to, to put it in one word, is perspective, bringing people mm-hmm. perspective so yeah. that you can see past, that, see beyond that culture and mm-hmm. see people as they are.
0: That's awesome. So this is kind of weird and we'll see if I can, we'll see if I even keep any of this. <laughs> But um, before you came, I was like, okay, I've got 20 minutes and I set up my mics in here and I just started venting to myself on the mics and I was like talking about something really on my mind today and that is kindness. Today specifically, I've seen so many people be mean. So it's been on my mind and then it kind of transitioned to conversations and how people should approach conversations and I was like, well... I can make a promise, I feel like, that um, if you approach conversation looking at it from the other person's perspective and putting yourself in their shoes, that it's always going to be a better conversation. Whether it's a hard conversation or a friendly or playful one or easy one or whatever, any kind of conversation can be better if you put yourself in their shoes. And that was like what I was venting about. 20 minutes goes by and I'm like, wait a second. That is on my mind. And I'm about to interview Charity Hatterley, who's like an expert at these things. <laughs> and I was like, what are the odds? But what are your thoughts on that?
1: That's interesting. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> what I teach really is to focus on connecting rather than convincing. We live in a world cool. where people are fighting to be right? about anything. We're already we're always on the defense. Like you go into a conversation mm-hmm. and you're just on a, on the defense. Yeah. And I think we're culturally conditioned that way to want to be right because you know, from the playground to the political arena, you know, with little kids on the playground, "Hey, my game is better than your game. We're going to win." You know, very competitive. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with competition. But yeah. we take it to the extreme <laughs> or you know, take any political debate. They're not learning from each other they are just fighting to be right my policy is better than your policy and that doesn't get us anywhere we are closed off yeah and so if you imagine two fists you know kind of coming at each other open them up and instead invite invite others to share don't fight to be right instead invite and if i am just focusing on learning from mm-hmm. you parker rather than trying to convince you of anything it's pretty amazing what, what, can what comes yeah. out of it. Exactly.
0: Dang. That's really cool. And I think that's what people need to be reminded of. I think we all know it already, but, but like we just suck at it sometimes. <laughs> I was, that was on my mind during that vent session before you got here. I was just like, kindness is something we're taught all the time yeah. and what we've heard our whole lives, but why is it so hard for people to do?
1: you know according to forbes magazine there's an article that says only 15% of people are self-aware self-aware enough to mm-hmm. really know what's going on in their mind and what's what's happening yeah. and so i i think people want to be kind and there there's good intentions but we don't realize that we're on the defense and we're fighting to be right yeah. and we're feeling threatened because someone has a different opinion than i do
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know that p- social media plays into that the news plays into that and even politics we see you know these are our political leaders and we see how they interact we are surrounded by negative examples of people not being kind
0: true so what are like some some steps or some things that we can do to like make sure we're being self-aware and doing the right things and going into conversations the right way
1: it's a very good question so pay attention to how you feel. If I am talking to you mm-hmm. and I am just, my fists are clenched and I just feel like I'm digging in my hills, why mm-hmm. do I feel that way? Because um, our thoughts, our thoughts actually create those feelings. So what did I think before I started feeling defensive? Well, I might have thought, well, I don't like the way Parker is. You know, I don't I don't like his beliefs. I don't believe in what he believes. So Mm -hmm. I don't even want to hear this. I don't want him talking me into anything. Yeah.
0: Already closed off.
1: You're already closed off. So what was that thought before? I was judging you possibly or I was coming out of a bad conversation from someone else and just still feeling that Mm -hmm. and not, you know, wiping that emotion clean and starting fresh with you. And so I think pay attention to your feelings and then yeah. what happened before that feeling, you had a thought. It might've been just a tiny little flash of judgment or doubt or fear, but that mm-hmm. creates a feeling and then it creates a chemical reaction in our body actually. And it sets us on a pathway and we don't even realize, you know what? I need to get on a different path here. I need to change this.
0: Yeah. Do you think we do that with, uh, like telling ourselves stories? Mm-hmm. Like if, like if, for example, say a roommate, um, for a college student, like got super, super busy, super good guy, but got really busy and didn't have time to do his dishes. And another person in that apartment is getting really, really frustrated because that other roommate never does his Mm -hmm. dishes, but they don't ever have a discussion about it. Right. So that one roommate that's upset about it is making up a story in his Mm -hmm. head, probably, right, about that other guy being a bad guy but that other guy has no idea anything's wrong. (laughs) Right, it's
1: so true.
0: (laughs) So making stories in your head.
1: Absolutely, you know, we're very creative creatures Mm -hmm. and we can create all kinds of stories that spin it in the wrong way, just like you said. And that narrative right there that you just said is not just true for roommates, it's true in relationships, whether boyfriend and girlfriend, in a marriage, um with kids as parents and teens and vice versa we yeah. really you can create you create your own experience mm-hmm. and so conversations really are important
0: i'm glad we talked about that <laughs> put that on the pod that, i feel like that's something different
1: i think so too i'll share another analogy with you that i that i um
0: awesome yeah go for share. it
1: share um so you know we're all pieces of the same puzzle so if you imagine we're putting a puzzle piece together, your piece is blue and my piece is orange. Let's go say, broncos. Okay, go broncos. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. I didn't mean to no, you're okay. good. <laughs> so you're telling me, you know, this puzzle when we put it together, because I've got this blue piece, you're talking about your perspective, and you're telling me this is gonna be just like so calming, you know, this is what blue feels like to me, this is what mm-hmm. it is. And We might argue about our piece. I might say, no, there's orange here. This is going to be fiery and exciting. And we could argue all day long about what Mm -hmm. our piece is. But when we put it together and we pull in our friends and they put in their yellow piece and green piece and orange and red and all of the different pieces of the puzzle, imagine it taking shape of a sunrise or a sunset. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than the blue piece or the individual orange piece and greens it's so much more it is everything we said it was but yeah. way more than we can imagine so when we come together with our ideas solutions are found that we wouldn't otherwise see if we mm-hmm. weren't willing to just listen and learn from each other
0: true and you create something like totally different and unique yeah that was overall better than what you might have just come up with alone
1: absolutely awesome yep. and i would even say let's say we're talking about politics Mm -hmm. insert colors. If you and I are arguing about our favorite color, what you can't like blue orange is so much better. That's kind of ridiculous. Right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But we do that with politics and religion and it's, this is something that has gone on ever since mankind. We can't talk about those topics, but I think we can, I think we Mm -hmm. can have civil discourse, but we have to change our lens and say, and get the emotion out. And mm-hmm. say, maybe it's, let's say it's like a favorite color. Why do I have to be offended if you believe differently than I do? We don't yeah. need to. I can learn from you.
0: True. Well, And, and I that, don't have to agree. And that reminded me of uh, a story that you said in the, in the second episode of this podcast when I talked to you briefly. <laughs> the um, one about, well, I think there are two that I'm kind of merging together in my head right now. But the one uh, playing on the playground with friends and you oh, yeah. and you all felt differently. And then the one where you dated someone <laughs> and like your grandpa or something mm-hmm. was really upset because it was a different race or something. Oh, yeah,
1: there's more to that and uh, actually. Okay, let's dive I'll in. tell you that. Go okay, <laughs> so as a kid, you know, I feel like I've always been in a tug of war between races and religions. Mm-hmm. I've always been a connector, just like come on, let's get together. And I remember two friends, um different races, different religions. And they hated each other, mm-hmm. but they would both want to play with me. And so I started out, well, let's just take turns every other day. I'll play with you and then I'll play with the other. And no matter what, they were upset. And it, I finally just said, well, we we're either all going to play together or I'm not going to play with any of you. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't understand why you can't mm-hmm. get along. There's no reason that we can't get along, even if you're different. It never makes sense to me when people are snubbing others just because of the color of their skin or because they believe something different than you do. It never yeah. made sense to me. So I guess that's just what I'm supposed to do. Just build on that because it's yeah. always been a common thread in my life of being a connector. And so the second story, as a teenager, I went on a date with a Laotian boy and Later my grandpa came pounding on our door a couple days later and he just chewed me out and you say, date your own kind. I'm like, I'm not dating a horse. You know, he's a, he's a human being. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. It really, that really stung and just I couldn't believe it. Um, I would, I'm happy to say that the culture of our family has changed and, um, my grandpa's heart had softened, but after he passed away, I found out that he was a prisoner of world war II, mm-hmm. And so there were people who were a different race, different ethnicity than him who locked him up and he had scars and whatnot. He never talked about it much, but so interesting as much as I was ticked off at my grandpa and just felt like he, there's no reason for you to think this. And then later to find out he actually had been a prisoner of war
0: mm-hmm.
1: of people who maybe looked similar to this boy who I had dated yeah interesting so our experiences shape the way we think and we behave and, and the way we experience life mm-hmm. um, and so that actually has given me more compassion on him where maybe he was he was dealing with his own junk inside yeah because of what he went through so I have a little more compassion on him but thankfully the culture of our family has changed as well yeah so that's deep that's all. <laughs> You can cut out any of his, it's a little deep.
0: No, I think that's awesome. I think people are going to be in their cars getting ready for the day or whatever, whenever they listen to podcasts and they're going to hear that and like, they're going to stop and like Like, really dive into our conversation. (laughs) You know, they're going to feel it. Uh, But to shift gears a little bit, um, because this all started with the cultural transformation executive question, (laughs) Um, but you are also an author of multiple Mm -hmm. books. And a soon-to-be podcast host of Embrace the Race, Ignite the Champion Within. Um,
1: Let me tell you about that podcast.
0: Okay, go for it.
1: The podcast is very much about helping people overcome negative mindsets. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture of the mind is so powerful. If, if your yeah. mindset is right, you can do anything. If mm-hmm. it's not right, it doesn't matter what plans you have in place. They're not going to come to fruition if your mindset is not right. Well... I've recorded some of the podcasts and just kind of felt like putting it on hold. And then recently uh, I started, I did an event last year and mm-hmm. the theme was breaking down walls and building connections. Yeah. And then over the past year it's shifted more deeper. It's still all about connection, but the mindset is really what disconnects us from each other. Yeah. It's what I'm thinking about. It's not what happens to me or what you say. It's how I think about what you're, you're saying yeah. um, and what I'm going through. It's what it's those narratives. Like you said, Hmm. And so my next event is going to be called Ignite Your Champion. So it's interesting. I had put in a lot of thought into that podcast and it's actually going to be an event. I may pick up the podcast later on as Mm -hmm. well, but right now I'm focusing on the event and then, and that will be May 10th and 11th in
0: Idaho Falls. And an event is almost like a podcast times a bajillion because you're all <laughs> there in the same room. It's not listening from individual places. Yeah, that's true. And I personally love going to events. So that's May 11th.
1: May Easter? 10th and 11th, Friday yeah. night and Saturday morning.
0: That'll be a cool and event.
1: It's It will be awesome. It's not just a conference. It's not just an event. It is an experience that mm-hmm. will shift your mindset.
0: Awesome. That'll be really cool. Thank you. Um. So what can, because I'm hoping that, all, all the listeners go to that. I hope you do too. I, I'm going to go too. <laughs> but um, what can we expect to like see at, at that event?
1: My previous event last year was very interactive. So mm-hmm. you're not going to listen to a bunch of lectures and powerpoints. Yeah. What you're going to get is very interactive experience through our speakers, and I have some pr- surprises. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't in, you don't need to disclose in, in, the, in the mix and just mm-hmm. things to really. Um, experiential learning. So, you know, when you do something with what you learn, it's going to go in deeper into you and actually create that shift rather than, it, you know, you you don't remember everything you learn, Mm -hmm. but you remember so much more what you experience and what you do. So it is all about shifting the mindset, changing the perspective and um, kicking that perfectionist mentality to the curb.
0: I need to do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We all do, right?
0: I'm a perfectionist. We talked about that a little bit before we turned the mics on about um, the process of editing podcasts right? and how it can be long and taxing. And honestly, I think to me it comes a little easier just because I've edited videos before and video editing to me is so much harder. But like when it comes to editing things, I am a perfectionist. and Oh man, I'm, I'm a perfectionist a lot more than just editing too. But
1: <laughs> I am too. And I have been, and it has held mm-hmm. me back in Almost every way. And as I have been able to shift my perspective and instead of focusing on the loss or the stumbling block, focusing on learning, if no matter if whether I fail or not, if I mm-hmm. learned something, I didn't fail, you know, True. and it's, if it's not okay yet, it's not the end. We just keep going and try again.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Um, and then you're also a speaker yes. and actually at the time of this interview, you have a TEDx talk coming up, the, this episode will probably be released after your TED talk, unfortunately, but I'm hoping <laughs> uh, that we can still get some extra exposure for you and make it a little bit larger of a wave to ride, uh, get that message out there. Um, but what is your TEDx talk about? What's, what, is, what are you gonna talk about?
1: The title, the working title, maybe it'll change between now and TEDx, <laughs> but the working title is Connection the language of humanity.
0: Whoa, (laughs) that's a good one.
1: (laughs) Thank you. And so the idea of that, well, you're just gonna have to, you're gonna have to listen in, go Mm -hmm. check out TEDx Idaho Falls, look for my name and you'll be able to listen to it. It'll be on um, posted later after after production. And so the idea of that really is helping people look beyond those cultural overlays, look beyond Mm -hmm. those layers to find, uh, to see each other as human beings. Cause at the Mm -hmm. core, we all have that same vital need. It's as vital as food and water connection is. And so tune in, you'll, (laughs) it'll, it'll be some good mind shift for you.
0: (laughs) And and honestly, so I was a TEDx speaker at the same one, the Idaho falls one. Yes. I
1: came to that. I loved your, (laughs) I loved it.
0: (laughs) Um, It's a few years. What was that? 2017? I think. Yeah, I, I think so. That was such a fun experience. Um, my talk was called Lights, Camera, Passion. Mm-hmm. And it was just about like my story of going viral. But um, I'll tell you what, I've never been so nervous to speak before <laughs> until that that event because everything usually is not like filmed, right? It's, right? it's just like a live event. And if I mess up, so what? Like I'll right, just play exactly. off of it and make, make the crowd <laughs> laugh for a second, you know? Yep. But like with TED, it is so serious and so exact and you have to stand on that little red dot right and you have to be <laughs> right in the camera angles and everything's orchestrated and then like there's so many restrictions and stuff and i was scared to death to do to do that talk um so i don't want to make you nervous <laughs> but are you nervous like oh, approaching this?
1: absolutely i can't pretend i'm not yeah. i i have no problems creating a community event There's going to be 873 seats at the venue that I am doing at the Ignite Your Champion. Yeah. To me, that doesn't stress me out. Like, yes, let's do this event. (laughs) Yeah, you're stoked. uh, Yeah. Speaking at TED is, I mean, memorization is a beast. I just want to get up and talk to you. And if I make a mistake, (laughs) I'll make fun of myself and just move on. Uh, It's it's a different kind of pressure, isn't it? I Mm -hmm. feel I totally get what you're saying.
0: Well, the memorization side of it probably was my weakness because... Um I actually just had this conversation yesterday with a roommate of mine, but I was in a talent show this last week and there were so many rounds and stuff that I couldn't just stick to songs I already knew. I was singing and playing guitar and stuff. And I started having to pick songs I like I was learning right before the shows. Oh wow. And so <laughs> I and for me, like I got up there that last that last round and I totally botched it and like I knew I wasn't going to place because like I forgot lyrics, and luckily, I'm a beatboxer, so when I forget something, I just go right into beatboxing <laughs> and awesome. and a lot of the people don't ever even realize that I forgot something, but it the dynamic of the song was different because there was a whole section that like wasn't there, you know, so it <laughs> felt kind of awkward. but for me, I get nervous in front of crowds when I have to memorize something exactly that I don't like know like the back of my hand hmm or, and, or um, when I'm not confident in what it is that I'm doing or saying. Right. So, like public speaking class, like literally, so I was taking public speaking and professional presentations in college around the same times I was doing like actual gigs and the TED Talk and stuff like that. <laughs> and that class scared me way more than those big events. Wow. And it was because at the <laughs> events I was talking about what I wanted to. Right. And in class I was like given subjects and I wasn't confident in it and I didn't like memorize things exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was so much more scary, but yeah, that makes sense. What do you do to like calm your nerves and like give a really good presentation?
1: (laughs) The first thing is focus on the message. I'm just a Uh messenger. It's not about me. As soon as I turn it into being about me, that's when I freeze up. That's when it, it like the pressure mounts so much more. So if I keep focusing on, okay, this message is important mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how it's delivered. If I mess up, it's okay. It's the message and try to speak with my heart. Then it always works out really well. Yeah. Um, because no matter what my words say, if my heart is in it, into it, that heart will tr- the spirit of the heart will translate it and get it to whoever needs it.
0: Yeah. It's True
1: people get different things out of different speed. You know, you can ha- hear the same speech and people get a different message
0: mm-hmm. when you're
1: speaking with your heart. That's what happens. You're speaking to each other through the heart, through the spirit that we have inside of us through our core. And the other thing is instead of, you know, stage fright is exactly the same physiologically as going on a roller coaster really hands are sweaty your knees Mm -mm. are knocking you feel like you're gonna die you're you know you (laughs) want to scream and run right (laughs) but you're locked in on a roller coaster and so just changing that perspective instead of calling it stage fright call it man I'm excited this is going to be such Mm -hmm. a rush yeah and saying that to yourself I'm excited I'm excited then your body's like interprets that as okay, these are good feelings, all these sweaty hands. I mean, I still (laughs) sweat, you know, I still get dry mouth. And yet if I'm focusing on the excitement and on the message, that definitely helps. It doesn't take it away. It just helps you channel it into a different way.
0: That's a good way. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Just channeling the energy that's there, the nerves that are there into like an exciting thing rather than a scary thing. Right. That's really good. Um, So overall, with everything you're doing, because you do a lot, (laughs) and I know I feel like I could relate because I do all kinds of stuff too. Yeah, we're just all over the place. But um, (laughs) what are some of the biggest hurdles that you've had and how have you overcome them?
1: The biggest hurdles, if you want to go back to what really was my pivotal point in my life, Mm -hmm. was was a very negative, self-defeating, self-sabotaging mindset Mm -hmm. about 17 years ago. I had convinced myself that I was defective and worthless and I just, I didn't feel like, I was going through the motions of life, but not living. I was not alive. And so finding out, you know, that's a whole nother story, but recognizing that it was depression. Mm -hmm. I'm not defective. It's just depression and other people have overcome this. I dove into psychology and mindset books, neuro-linguistic programming and all kinds of books and just slowly peeled off layer upon layer of negative of this culture of my mind to where I was finally able to see myself as, you know, I'm a flawed, imperfect being, but I'm perfectly imperfect and that's okay. Just learning to love myself and Mm -hmm. not feel like I have to be perfect for anyone. Just, do it. Who cares? We're human, have a human experience and, and learn from it. Um, that was my, one of my biggest hurdles was my mindset, which is kind of, you know, I, I learned to connect with myself and others and connection is the core of it. Our mindset, like I said, either disconnects us from our dreams, from our teams, from our families, from ourselves. So that was one of my biggest hurdles. Another hurdle was feeling like an imposter Once I had kind of overcome that mindset and slowly kind of Mm -hmm. reached out and help other people transform their mindsets and shift their perspective as well. I mean, I've been at this for almost, you know, it's like 17, almost 20 years. And it's only been recently that I finally feel like, okay, I can own, this is what I do. I've always been a connector. I've always been someone who just helps people see from a different perspective. But I felt like an imposter for a long time. Like, well, who am I to do an event. That's what I felt like last year, (laughs) Yeah. but I had been teaching groups of women how to overcome negative mindset. And one of the things I teach is change your lens. If you're looking through a lens of doubt, change your lens and choose as soon as you make a choice that gives you power to believe, choose to take action, choose to just do something. And so when I had those doubts of that event last year, I realized, wow, I'm teaching people how to get over these doubts. (laughs) Why don't I just do this um, instead of getting over something to create something? So every day I'd get up, have those doubts. What am I doing? How am I even going to do this event? I'd change my lens over and over again, pay attention to what was pulling at my heart, and then I would take action. Just those three simple steps over and over and over again. And that created an awesome event. And those are, those three steps are fundamental in what helped me overcome the negative mindset and is helping me create my business and move forward.
0: That's really cool. (laughs) I'm glad we got into that. Well, and it's, I see it so much in people and maybe it's just where I'm at. I kind of feel like it's not though, like it's just everywhere, but like even just the last week or two i've had more than 5 conversations with more than 5 people 3 of them are girls 2 of them are guys who all are struggling with depression right now mhm and from every aspect of their lives like yep. financial struggles family struggles going to school for something they don't necessarily enjoy but they need the money you know what i mean like right. That is the mindset of, I want to say the majority of the BYU-Idaho campus right now. Wow. You know, like everyone feels down. Everyone I talk to. And like another interesting fact about it, just in my own experience, my own facts, (laughs) um, is every single person on this podcast that I've interviewed, we've not talked beforehand about depression or anything. And I... I personally don't want to send people questions before the podcast because I want it to be like a really genuine conversation. Mm-hmm. So I've never, I've not told anyone that I've interviewed what we're going to talk about or what questions I have or anything. And every single one of them have brought up depression mm-hmm. and every single one of them have said they've struggled with depression.
1: Wow. It's
0: that's crazy.
1: It's everywhere.
0: And it's not like I, cause I struggled with depression for a long time and I felt alone Mm -hmm. but little did I know that every single person around me was feeling feeling those things too (laughs) you know and it's again I guess just channeling energy doing what you love you know those kinds of things are gonna be what pulls you out of that but to any of the people listening right now who are super super down what would you say to them
1: I would say that you matter you have purpose There's a reason that you have or had ideas and dreams, and you were meant to achieve them. I personally, if you want to get on a spiritual level, I feel like there are dark forces that be, negative forces that be. There's positive and negative forces in the universe, and those negative forces are part of what causes us to look through a lens of doubt and fear and judgment. And so by making a choice to just like you could imagine putting on a pair of dark sunglasses and say, "Okay, this is my doubt that I'm looking through. I'm going to remove these and now I'm going to make a choice because your brain will look for evidence of whatever you believe. And so if you're looking through a lens of doubt or fear or judgment or feeling, you know, like I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough, whatever that is. Your brain will look for evidence of that and it will start saying, yep, there's evidence right there. There's evidence right there. So if you just think, okay, I'm taking these, (laughs) this lens of doubt off and I'm going to choose to look through a lens of faith or belief or love for myself, then your brain will start looking for evidence of that Mm -hmm. and that will clear up the negativity and that will help you move forward in life and it will ignite your life.
0: Ignite. (laughs) <laughs> hashtag It'll ignite.
1: ignite your champion do
0: you have a hashtag for it yet I
1: need to <laughs>
0: <laughs> hashtag ignite I just the thing is I know that's totally true and like every, like people just need to hear it and we need to do it yeah. um I think because I'm around college kids because I'm in college but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of their issues is they just feel like they don't have their life figured out yet and it's like college is I not sure where, don't <laughs> <laughs> I know. well and college is such a small I said this in my bad grades episode yeah. but I mean, it's just such a small thing in, in, in the timeline of life and eternity right. and whatever, of existence. Like, the the time you're in college does not need to define everything mm-hmm. in your life. And you're going to do, you're probably not going to figure your life out until you're, like, 50 years old and, <laughs> like, or maybe, I mean, I know 50-year-olds that aren't even, like, figured out yet.
1: <laughs> right. And I, I think if you're you're looking through that, lens of despair. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I, you know, the future's bleak cause I don't know where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. That then your brain looks for evidence of, okay, yeah, you really don't know what you're doing, dude. Yeah, And so you start
0: to convince yourself yeah, of it.
1: You find that out. Your brain will just automatically go to work for you, whether you put it to work for positive or negative. And so, you know, change that lens, just look and focus on learning. Instead of, you know, don't focus on the end product, focus on the progress and the journey and you'll, then you'll be open to those opportunities. You miss the opportunities when you're so worried about where this is heading and just open up and look for those opportunities and then take action on them.
0: Awesome. I'm learning so much right now (laughs) and like, I know everyone's going to love this and I'm trying to do like, um, contests and stuff where people pick their favorite quotes and share it online and I feel like a lot of them are going to come from, oh,
1: that's really from nice of you. <laughs> this
0: episode. Um, so before depression and all the hard things we've done in our lives, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you could go back and give advice to your five-year-old self, what would you tell yourself?
1: I would put my arm around myself and I would say, you're a rock star. You're made to handle everything that's to come mm-hmm. and focus on learning. Just look for the lesson and everything that you go through and know that it's going to be okay in the end.
0: That's really good. I don't even know what I would say. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm like asking all the, I'm asking everyone I interviewed these questions, but sometimes I don't answer them myself. And I don't know what I would say, but I'd probably just be like, don't listen to the haters. Yeah. That's because that's been kind of the story of my mm-hmm. life is a lot of like bullying and a lot of people out there, including family, like close family members that were like, you're crazy. You're never going to do this kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But I don't want to have the mentality of like prove them wrong necessarily because I'm not doing it for them. Right. But, um, I would just remind myself as a five-year-old, like there's going to be a lot of people that tell you no, but you just got to stick with it and don't get all down and, and bummed about it.
1: I think that's really important. I And I think it's key what you said. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't live life trying to prove other people wrong. You're not doing it for them. You've yeah. got to do it for you. Mm-hmm. But, in the process you're going to prove them wrong and that's okay. Yeah. But don't let that be the motivation. I I think that's really important that you said that. That's a good quote. People should quote that. Should quote you on that. This is just a good episode, okay? Yeah. Everyone's
0: going to love this. Um so I've just got a, a bunch of fun questions for you. Not like a ton of them, but um what is your favorite word or do you have a favorite word? Oh. You've heard some of the previous ones. Flabbergasted, Francisco, dang <laughs> jt shout out to jt conover dang
1: <laughs> i don't really i don't know if i have a favorite word i think ignite ignite
0: <laughs> why it. didn't i think of that you <laughs> called, it. called
1: it <laughs> exactly it is ignite
0: that's awesome uh, favorite tv show right now
1: oh, i i or have not ever. watched tv for a long time i loved watching seinfeld there's always. Seinfeld moments in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. And I haven't, I don't watch a lot of TV or movies. I just, mm-hmm. I'd rather read or chat with yeah. people.
0: What's your favorite thing to do with your family?
1: My favorite thing to do with my family is play games and they don't always love to do that. And actually one thing that I've done recently, and I heard this from someone else is at dinnertime, We'll go around and say, okay, what's your highs, lows, and I don't knows? So what's the high for the week or the day? Because I ask them every day at dinner. um, What's your highs? What's your lows? What challenges are you facing? And what's your I don't knows? What are, you know, you have a test coming up. You don't know what you're going to get on that or, you know, whatever it is, your I don't knows. And it's interesting because I started doing this probably a couple months ago. And I've got a 15-year-old who's kind of rolls his eyes every time. And he would his answer has sometimes been, my high is that I don't know what my low is. <laughs> That's what we'd get. <laughs> that
0: sounds like something I would have said right? back in the day.
1: But I just keep on you know, asking them. And then recently, we were kind of quickly going through that. We had to go somewhere. And he ate and was getting ready to leave. But then he hung around as soon as I said, okay, everybody, what's your highs, lows? I don't know. And I saw that he came back kind of towards the dining table just kind of waiting and listening and then we asked him and he had some things to say and to me honest i guess i guess whether it's games or going hiking or talking around the dinner table it's those small moments of just seeing them and hearing them and just validating you know like hey mm-hmm. that's awesome what you're working on or good work work hard you know it's okay if you messed up let's just learn what can you learn yeah that type of thing
0: that's really cool um Favorite social media platform?
1: Um, I would say I'm most comfortable on Facebook because I've been there on the longest. So I feel like on Facebook, I'm very just kind of, you're going to get real raw. Like, oh man, this is what happened. I make fun yeah. of myself. <clears throat> I'm new to Instagram and I'm fairly new to like really using LinkedIn and I just feel like I don't really know how to <laughs> use those I just yeah. it's still kind of foreign to me I haven't really got into into that I'm working on mm-hmm. that but I would say Facebook just because I'm more comfortable with it and more familiar with it
0: so how can people find you how can the listeners like follow what you're doing
1: well <laughs> you can check out check me out on Facebook just charity Reeves is my middle maiden name, Charity Reeves Hatterly. Uh, my Facebook page for this event that's coming up is called Let's Ignite.
0: Cool. So just
1: let, let's ignite Facebook page and you can find information on that event. That's May coming 10th, up. May 10th, 11th. May 10th and 11th okay. in Idaho Falls. Yes. And online stuff. That's painful yeah. for me. <laughs> I need to just hire it's that hard. out and get it done. Right. So it looks, so, mm-hmm. it, so it portrays what I do in the community. But you know, there's some good stuff on there too. I've got an ebook on, on my website that you can get. That one is actually for businesses. It's called stop networking, do this instead. And so you can see what that is, but it's very relevant for any social situation.
0: Awesome. That's a good, I should check that out. Yeah. Uh, And all of you guys listening (laughs) should check that out as well.
1: And you'll see my personality in that one. That one was just really fun. It came from a presentation that I gave at BYU. I actually, for the peer professionals and that I just really had fun with it. And they asked me to speak mm-hmm. about networking and I was kind of like networking, I, you know, yeah. and then that like stop networking, do this instead. And then I talk about, should yeah. I give it away. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to go look to find yeah. out what, it, what you should do instead.
0: Um, is there anything else you for sure want to get on the podcast?
1: I'm sure I'll think of that as soon as we (laughs) (laughs) drive away. Yeah. I would just say if you have, all of us have goals and dreams for a reason. So don't dismiss that by thinking that you're not good enough or capable of or enough, or you don't know how none of us really know what we're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I'm I'm a TEDx speaker. I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I'm Mm -hmm. created an event last year, doing another one this year there's a lot of learning and if you focus on learning, the opportunities will unveil themselves and you'll be able to capitalize on that and move forward. Just don't worry so much about making mistakes or not knowing or being caught not knowing mm-hmm. enough because there's always more that we can learn no matter how much, you know?
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, last little plug, this podcast is going to be after your Ted talk. Um, so where can people go, uh, to listen to your talk?
1: I believe it'll be on TEDx Idaho Falls Facebook page or the website. Just look up TEDx Idaho Falls, plug my name in, and you'll be able to see the the replay on there.
0: Awesome. So everyone, make sure you do that. Go check out her uh, talk. It's going to be really, really good. Well, it is really good because it already happened by the time you're listening (laughs) to this.
1: Let's hope, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's true. If not, I'll have to <laughs> edit this part out. We never know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Charity, for being on Upbeat. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to, I mean, with you being on the show, you're going to help so many people. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you, Parker.
0: So there you have it, an incredible in-depth interview with Charity Hatterly. We can all learn so much from her. She's a phenomenal woman doing amazing things and I just wanted to give you a heads up, just a reminder that she's got that event Ignite Your Champion event coming up on May 10th and 11th that you can get $20 off from by using the promo code UPBEAT. Also, her TED Talk is amazing, so definitely look it up on YouTube or Facebook. Just search TEDx Idaho Falls Charity Hatterly. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to Upbeat. I appreciate it. I hope you guys are having a great week i will see you next time